How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Pillow Talk with Paul Gano. My guest today is father and comedian Ian Gordon. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going good, brother. Good. Thank you for coming down. Oh, I'm happy to be here. This is cool. <laughs> so, I've never actually asked you this. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, 15 years, roughly. I think I started around 25, 26, um, and then I'm almost 40 now. Cough. But, yeah, it's been about that long. I feel like I probably started in earnest more in the late 20s because there was more just like the first couple of years you got to get your, at least for me, I just got my feet wet and did like a few sets here and there, maybe a couple every month or whatever, like took a month off here. And after a couple of years, I really started getting into it more and hosting gigs and stuff like that. So that's when I would say I really started to really enjoy it and like see what it was and what it was all about. Um, but yeah, like 15 years now. Do you have like a, a nine to five or is this? Is yeah, this I'm a, I drive a, I drive a bus. Okay. Yeah. You'd like a, like public transit bus? School bus. School bus. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it's good. It's part time. I'm like semi-retired. You know what I mean? You yeah. get your summers off, doctor summer off, and, uh, you can go and like, I don't know, being able to have the days off is nice. Like working eight to nine and then like three to four and the rest of the time you're chilling at home. It's good. I could, man, that's, it's, I could really see you doing something like that. Cause like, you know, I've been doing, I've been doing comedy for maybe about, well, it's weird because we've gone through this like two year right. phase where what it's like, I don't know if I should include that really. It's, it's going on four years, but like two of those years I was barely on stage. That's a strange time. Those particular, I think that that did a lot to, to people with in comedy. Like it just gives you time to reflect and like there's different varying degrees of professional comedians some who lost a lot of work uh some who like were able to do some stuff with zoom but yeah it's been it's a weird it's how do you quantify i guess you have to say if yeah you were doing it for those two years i guess but yeah i feel like almost official in a way strangely. yeah no for sure but like over the course of you know the the years that i've been doing this you know, I've come across a lot of, like, OGs. And I think the first mm -hmm. time we met <clears throat> was in Branton. I think you were headlining Jamie Easy's show. That's right. There at that at that bar, 52nd 50 Street. Is that place still there? Or is it I still don't know. Sure. We talked about that before. I still, I haven't asked him. But he's not doing shows there anymore. There I'm not exactly sure. There are kilos of cocaine in the basement. Like, there, you can't tell me there's not a dead body. It's somewhere. a sketchy, it's a sketchy place. But it was, a, like, it, I enjoyed the show. That was yeah, kind of, like, cool. home base for me for a fun. while. I would do it, like, once or twice a month. And Jamie's, he was always really supportive. And, like, yeah, throughout the four years or whatever that I've been doing it, mm -hmm. I've... Uh, you know, you come across a lot of, and I consider you an OG, I like Ernie, nice. Mark Trinidad, like sure. these are some of like the guys that were always, like as good as they were, mm -hmm. they were always really humble, and I mean they, and you're right here, yeah, you're no, one I of get, them, but like you're, you're all, like just, just humble, I hate kind of coming across and I know man I know I'm not great but like I have people that are into me I draw a crowd yeah, and dude. I can you know and I'm trying I mean I feel like I'm improving every show but that's you come what it is right but you come across like a lot of these attitudes and like egos in comedy where it's like it's like hey man you can be an asshole on stage I get it there's a lot of Bill Burr has made a living being that guy sure. and it's like but you know once you get off stage if you're if you're a real asshole like I just 
I don't care how funny you are. I don't care how much money you're going to throw at me. Like, I just don't want to build or, you know, um, work with people like that. I know what you know? you're saying. And I really appreciate your, your outlook. You've been always really friendly. And I think it's just I easier to be friendly, man. I it's, think I, don't I feel know, like me, it is, you know. Every time I uh, like, even when somebody will, like cut you off when you're driving, and like you swear, like you get into like you swear at them, and you're just, after I'm like, oh, I should just let it. Like, who cares? Like, you know. And I think it's just an easier attitude to have is just be nice to people and be friendly, and it, it's less stressful. That's for sure. You get, if it, and again, there. But getting back to stand up, it does draw a lot of those types of personalities to it people who you know want to be be seen and be the main character there's a little bit of that stuff going on it's i find it interesting how wide a variety of people uh do it or try it and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different backgrounds that succeed people that are from all walks of life can do well as a stand-up comedian and you can talk about stuff that you know you can talk about just be a joke writer joke writer so i find that it's interesting in that way but yeah yeah, to your point there's like a lot of you get a lot of people that are egotistical but i guess there's that in like there's other professions like there's a lot of asshole lawyers and i I think in any kind of art form like you have to have some sort of ego but i don't think that should get in the way of you just treating people just with respect. Like, no, definitely. Yeah. And that's a, that's like a go-to with life. I think you got to be confident in what you do. There's a difference between confidence and ego. If you're an ego, yeah. you're, you know, you're an asshole and you're kind of full of yourself. Whereas you can just be confident in your ability to perform or in whatever you're doing. You can be a confident stand-up comedian or you can be a confident accountant. You know, you just have to... The confidence is different and like the ego is like... It gets out of control sometimes, but... Mm. It's all good. I mean, it's part of it, for yeah. sure. You it's gotta, just a you part gotta of it. figure it out. You know, you don't want to get to uh, like Kanye West level ego. No, you know? where you know you're a god and the best thing to happen. And don't get me wrong. Like there, you know, like Kanye West has you know some. I mean, he's skilled. Sure. You know, he's but it's def- like yeah. I think I think he's at the point where his ego has definitely gotten in the way. Yeah, his, you know? obviously any type of music is like subjective, but. I think it's you have to say he's an objectively really good, you know, artist. Yeah, regardless if you like him or not. Like I, I definitely don't listen to a lot of his newer stuff, but he's yeah. talented. You it know? is, and uh, I get uh, it's. You're right with he's kind of. You see, it's it's weird that we watch this guy go through all these things, and like you have you're able to like observe it. You sit back and you can be like, oh, look at that. Whereas like it's weird. I don't even know. Like, am I? I, I interested in him making i really liked when he was making good music that i enjoyed and it seemed that he was happy and i hope he doesn't seem very happy seemingly now Uh, and again i don't know the guy but i hope he's happy and i hope he's doing what he wants to do but from what i hear it doesn't seem like it and again i don't know what what anything about the guy what he's going through have you watched his his uh documentary thing on netflix yet no are no. you interested in watching that, or maybe I I would like. It's long, but it's it's fairly interesting. They don't touch on everything, you know, mm-hmm. but they touch on most of the stuff, and it, you know, it shows a side of him where you're like, ah. he's had, he certainly has a unchecked ego, and he seems to, you know, pick on people and like, you know, 
people that if you pick on somebody, if you you're kind of like a bully in one way or another, it shows a weakness inside of you that you might not want to access. Yeah. Right. You're not ready to come to terms with how you're really feeling, so you're going to project that on other people and make them feel like shit. So. Well, he definitely that, has mental know. health issues, you know? Yeah, again, I'm and not And he's a... dealing with that under the spotlight, which is never, you know, I don't think a lot of people would do well no. that way. But it's crazy because, like, I mean, you've you've been, you've made it so far in the, the social media world, but, like, almost mm-hmm. every account, you know, as soon as you see some shit about, like, Bitcoin or transfer yeah. me this, it's, like, fucking hacked. So many people I know have been hacked. And oh, it's just... Bitcoin uh, stuff? Yeah, man, and I I would I see things on like posts, like comments, and it's like, you know, so it's one of those, you know, fucking, uh, you know, shitty scammer people, and you know they're commenting on a popular post, and I just like the other day I went to write like fuck you on the post because mm-hmm. I knew exactly what it was and I oh, didn't yeah. see anything, and I fucking went to write fuck you, and then Instagram's like, you're, are you sure person. you're about to, you yeah. know, if you click okay, you're gonna be banned, and I'm like, you know, I have podcasts, some shows that I'm putting on. I can't really be banned from social media. It's weird that they, if you express how you feel by using a curse word that's not allowed, but this person can willfully run a scam that's very clearly a scam. Exactly. That and Kanye West posting the shit about, like, Pete Davidson. You know, his recent music video or whatever. I hear he, like, burns him or something. Like, uh, I mean... (laughs) I mean, come on. Poor guy. fuck's he doing? Funny, just go to the beach, man. Like you got, <laughs> you got so much money. You've done so well selling all these shoes with Adidas. Take some time. Is that who he's with? Yourself. Kanye's with Adidas. I, yeah, those shoes are like horrible. Looking, they're strange man. looking. Some of them uh, look like you, like a. I could see like a Smurf, like uh, wearing them. Like Gargamel has a pair, and then also Papa Smurf has a pair. <laughs> they just look. A, they kind of look like a little bit like that. Yeah, um, I know the ones you're talking about. And there's other ones bubbly, that... like maybe like a melted candle and you glue that to a regular shoe. <laughs> but again, he sold tons of them. And that actually, funny enough, that speaks to his popularity and yeah. his like ability to control his fame and whatever he's doing, whether he's aware or self-aware or whatever, the guy is like just totally marketable. Any big yeah. company in the world, if he was like, I want to do a commercial with you, they'd be like, okay. Yeah, there's you know something I mean? to being Coca-Cola. able to put out such a shitty shoe and sell it for like, you know, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, he's and made, people buy he's it. made hundreds of millions of dollars. So I think that he should just. He spent some time in Wyoming. That was nice. It's a wide open country. I think you should just go maybe to like, um, you know, southern Argentina, like around there, and just relax. Dave Chappelle, it just disappear for a just little bit. Just get that one dude, that guy on the Food Network who like cooks all the stuff. <laughs> on an open fire and his name's like Francois he's all he's like a sexy old man just go hang out with that guy and eat a bunch of jackrabbits or something you know what I mean just fucking relax dude honestly burning your ex uh, your ex's new new flame you're like gonna burn him like what is that what are you what is this grade 11 like what are you gonna do you gonna write a mean letter and pass it out to people like it's so weird why like it's weird man it's just weird you got your kids like Maybe just be, like, set an example for your kids. I don't know. But again, that's just me. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's, no it's control like, over him. I don't even know. And I, honestly, I don't really pay too much attention. I just kind of see some things that are yeah, know, posted on Facebook I don't and really, stuff. You know, whatever. I saw something about him, like, getting the house across the street from where, <laughs> from where like, Kim lives. It's just, it, you know, 
it, it's getting a little weird. Yeah, these I think you know lines and stuff. He like peers down, like going cuts away. A hole in For the real fence. though, that's like you know. I think that's where we're at right now in his <laughs> life, and I. I don't know. Maybe like I said, he just gotta chill out, man. He's gotta relax, sit by fire. Nobody checks him at that level. When you get something, I like. He's making money for people around him. That's why nobody's gonna check him. Right? Yeah. He's getting people. That's paid. the main thing. They don't. Yeah. They don't. His mental health. As long as they get it's money, a, it's a classic case. Like all these superstars, they have yeah. these handlers who are just like very good. Check, please. Yeah. They don't care. They don't yeah. care. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all this. It's all business, right? Mm-hmm. If I was, you know, if you can get in Kanye's pocket and just be like, oh, yeah, that looks great. And then he gives you, like, 60 grand, you'd be like, sweet. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll be here all day. I'll tell you you're great. Give me money. Yeah, Let's like, some, something I find, like, and obviously no matter what level you're at, there's going to be people that doubt you. But I feel sure. like as juvenile as it is, like, something that still drives me to this day is probably, like, one of my biggest drives is when people don't think or like actually say that yeah. i can't do something like it really motivates like oh, i'm yeah. holding on to shit that people said to me like 20 years ago as fuel man that's important you know to have that kind of motivation if you can be motivated by that really i find it's hard uh personally to be motivated certain ways you get tired and you got a lot everyone's got a lot of shit going on in their life so anything you can take to motivate yourself to do mm-hmm. something that you want to do is great however fuel that is and like, yeah, man, Any if somebody tells you you can't do it, that definitely makes you want to prove that you can. And especially if you're doing something that you enjoy and that you can see yourself doing. You know, if somebody was like, you can't parkour down this parking garage, I'd be like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, That's a good prove, point, man. You know? That's a good point. Like, I wouldn't uh, even try. Yeah, like... I'm not going to put on the Chicago Bulls theme song and go for a run like i'm gonna just be like yeah for sure but like stand up and stuff like that yeah if somebody told me that if somebody was like you can't you can't hack it i'd be like okay you know what i mean i'm gonna try my best even more so now just to prove you wrong no that's absolutely i would for sure so what else what else uh like are you into other than stand up like what other hobbies you got um funny enough i'm a big music guy i love different music uh, every genre really and i used to work at a like a hi-fi store so i totally into like you know electronics ah, there's okay. there's pro there's the pro side of audio which i like and i don't i don't know as much about it's more like just consumer audio like integrated amps and turntables and all that kind of thing i sold them and i was a big fan even before um yeah i like honestly if i had a lot of time during the day and when i used to i would just sit and relax and listen to music on my stereo and like just you know have a beer and just like chill and i like i really like live music Mm. like i enjoy going to see shows but if i had to choose one or the other i would likely especially now choose sitting down and watching or at a show where i can be like it's at roy thompson hall and i can sit and have a you know a ginger ale and go home (laughs) the days of going crazy are over for me but like you got man i'm a big i'm a big fan of just like i love I love amps and speakers and like looking at them and like yeah. how they look and you know. So when you were like, "Oh, off. that's a nice mic," you weren't just saying that because it looks. Yeah, no, nice. no, you were saying because you know it's what a good it quality. Is. Yeah, you, yeah, you okay. have good quality equipment here. All right. Thanks, so man. I'm assuming on post it's gonna look and sound really good, which is the way it should be if you're going to if you're gonna make something. Yeah. You know, and especially if we have access to this kind of stuff now, and it doesn't doesn't it 
it's not cheap, but it's not outrageously expensive to get a setup that's like really nice. And yeah, I am. You going to see any shows this year? Concerts, I mean? Um, so far, I don't have tickets to anything. But um, in okay. the summertime, I feel like I'll be more inclined, especially just like been cooped up so long. If there's a cool show and it's. You like chili peppers? The Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, they're coming. I okay. got tickets to that. That's cool. Yeah, most expensive tickets I've ever paid for a show, man. And, like, I've been to some festivals, bro. Like, with, like, outrageous Ozfest, yeah, Summer yeah. Sanitarium. Like, with just crazy good lineups where it was less money than this. Where show. is the show? That's a good question. I want to say it's the at... Uh, ACC? I think, yeah. AC, or Scotia... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's Scotia I'm Bank worried Bank. now about when, you know live music and stuff comes back it was already an expensive venture mm -hmm. but <laughs> these companies and promoters and everybody else is going to justify charging people an arm and a leg even more now because they've missed out they'll say oh we've missed our revenue targets for the last two years they'll say something like that and then mm -hmm. somebody will be like charge them way more and they'll be like great for sure we will so i'm worried about that like because I want to be able to see really awesome artists when they come here, if I want to, but I'm worried, like, it's going to be so expensive. It's going to be, you know... Well, we got to the point, I feel like, already, where a lot of bands and big festivals that used to come to Toronto, there was always, like, two destinations in Canada, for mm -hmm. sure, Montreal and Toronto, yes. and now it seems like they don't even come to Toronto and they just go to Montreal. Like, like the exchange rate too is really shit. It's gonna all come back eventually uh, when they all the travel restrictions and blah 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 are lifted. All this stuff will be, you know, the industry itself is clamoring for it. Small venues, big venues, like average size. They're all everyone's looking to put on shows, but I'm just worried that it's gonna be super expensive because it already was. But I think there'll always be a demand for that kind of entertainment. People love live shows. And, you know, even stuff like Broadway musicals mm -hmm. are amazing when you yep. go see them and, you, and that's your bag. It's like... I got my girlfriend... Uh, well, we're both going to go, but I got her the tickets for Christmas to see Harry Potter and the, the Cursed oh, yeah. Child, I think it's called. The Cursed Child. Yeah, yeah. You know of that? It's probably got big ears or something. You uh, you into Harry Potter? <laughs> mm. Actually, yeah, I watched all of them for the first time over the la over like Christmas. I watched oh, okay, all the okay. all the flicks. They're good movies, That's a lot man. Of time. Oh, I had lots of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nice. It was actually nice. They're good movies. I've never read the books. Yeah, no. Obviously, I I'm assuming the books are better because it's just longer. I get it, but see, yeah, I'm not cool, even. There was a talking really a guy. There was a talking that hat. thinks books are better than movies, and I read comic books. Mm. But like, man, if I could choose, for sure, sure I'm gonna. My girlfriend is the opposite, you know. Mm -hmm. Where you, where you stand? You uh, you more? Uh, of the I don't. I I don't know, man. If I had time to read the books, I probably would. Yeah, too. okay, that's but, true. Um, yeah, it takes a long. time. I'm not gonna read seven. <laughs> how many pages is that? It's like seven books times. It's like 4,000 pages. It's at least 12 trees. It's a lot. Of, yeah. Or like one really big one. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, yeah. No, it's not, it's not something that I'm going to do. But the movies were cool, man. Actually, the animation was pretty cool. Voldemort, he's like got a weird looking face. That's neat. Yeah, he's a good villain. Um, what's the big guy's name? Uh, the, the Viking guy? Yeah. 
Fuck, I don't know. Hum, hum diddly. Uh, hum, humidor. <laughs> humidor. Fuck. Some yeah, shit like I, that. Uh, he was cool. That guy's awesome. He is cool. Yeah. Fuck. And he's got that horse. Can't remember his name. With the wings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a weird face. That's. A cool I thought thing. they killed him. Like. No. He comes back God. at the end. Yeah. See, this is. Harry Potter's cool, man. <laughs> Harry Potter's all right. I actually just got into it because of my girlfriend. You Quidditch know? is cool. It's like a game where you have to catch a little ball. And I feel like people actually play that. Like, there's actual, like, sure. legitimately LARPing. real... Live yeah. action role play. Yeah. You gotta LARP the Quidditch. Never done it, but That's I mean... an interesting thing to say. I'm gonna LARP some Quidditch. <laughs> it, most people would be like, you're gonna eat what now? But, uh, you know, LARP and Quidditch is uh, probably something that did happen. Probably more in the, like, er, 2010s or whatever, when Harry Potter was popular, people would LARP the Quidditch more. I think they're they're doing, like, a, like a Dumbledore kind of prequel, so I think it's mm-hmm. going to come back around. Oh, man, yeah, if, it, if they make another flick, I would see it. It's cool. But like, I didn't yo, mind the movies at all. All these people are starting to hate on J.K. Rowling for all her views on whatever it is, but, like, yeah, I've I mean, been hate. Like, I got into it about two years ago, I would say. And, like, ever since I saw the seventh movie, I fucking been hating J.K. Rowling and I killed Dobby off and shit. She's an idiot. That's what I don't like her for. You're a (laughs) a billionaire, like, stuffy British person. Nobody gives a fuck what you have to say about that kind of thing. Let people live their lives. Shut your mouth. You mean you got so lucky. You know what I mean? How many other authors have written, like, little fantasy things that could have gotten off in the right... You know, she got lucky, ultimately. She had a good... Very good books and well-written, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you made a billion dollars. This is another person who can go away. Go away. Go away. Bye-bye. See you later. You got so much money. I don't want to hear one stinking word from your mouth. I don't give a damn what you have to say. If I had a billion dollars, nobody would hear anything from me. Bye. Well, buddy, she's uh, going to be featured on that song for Ukraine that they're doing. (laughs) that'll work that's gonna so you know it's just a matter of time really you know i feel like now that putin's heard that there's going to be a song he's gonna dial it back a little bit until he hears the song and if he if he likes that song then it's right off when his troops are gone yeah that's how it works it's gonna for sure a simple a song that touches the uh, hearts and also the minds it needs to touch the hearts and minds in particular of the head of the kgb uh so you know that's gonna be good Hopefully they'll raise some money. Yeah. What, I guess that's what they're doing. It's a very sensitive topic, man, but I think um, as of right now, the gayest thing a straight man could do is not want to fuck the president of Ukraine. Is he the president? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. He seems like a cool guy. He kind of does, right? He was right? an actor before and a comedian. Right. And apparently he played a role where he was like a teacher and he became the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's like living out his... I think his I saw reality. one scene, like my, my girlfriend has TikTok and we fucking watch them sometimes and uh, there was like a video on there of him like um, actually referring to Putin and like cussing Putin oh, wow. in, in the movie. Well, you know, I, just I hope it's a crazy situation and uh, makes you appreciate that we're very lucky over here and Absolutely, how man. anything could happen in a second. So mm-hmm. you just have to be grateful for what you've got. Because it's the world is is nuts. It can be, and we're in this nice little pocket. We it's got true, lucky man. where we were born, man. Bottom line, here we it's are. True. We came out and we're like free healthcare, and then there's lunchables everywhere, and like you're like this is sweet. You know, there's probably a ravine you can hang out in a ravine. 
A lot of people get that. No, it's true, man. I don't think a lot of people, you know, people like to focus a lot of times on the things that are oh, know, sure. negative in their life, but. The people will love, a lot of people love to do that. It's true. And again, it's easy when you're scrolling all day and you're seeing people doing stuff and you're like, oh, this person's here and this person, you're like, this whole thing is designed to, to make me upset, this scrolling machine. If you had, if you could have a machine that you could scroll that was literally just pictures of like dogs and videos of cats and that kind of thing, waterfalls, that's all you need. I don't need to see, there's this cool, like, they say, I forget who did the math, but there's this like, generally, uh, like, you know, agreed upon, not even a theory, just like real, like numbers crunching. You can only really know maximum something like 300-ish people on at one time. As a human being, you don't have the time, the space to actually... And I'm not talking about like, oh, I've seen this guy. It's like, I know his name, I know what he does, I know something about him. He's an acquaintance. Mm. You can only know like 300 people at the most. And most of us, if you think about it, how many people do you actually know like that? Maybe like where you could go to their house and hang out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so 300 people, even if you knew that many people, that's not a ton of people. I've done comedy shows with that many people in it, you know, easily. And, like, it's weird that social media, you've got thousands of people looking at you, and you're looking at thousands of other people, and you'll never know them. You don't know anything about them. You don't even really know where they are. But you see them doing something, and you're like, oh, oh your brain reacts, oh, they're doing that. I don't know you, man. I don't know anything about you. Why the fuck should I be looking at you? Seriously. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. It's weird. It's strange to me. It and is. like, people do the weirdest shit too for, like TikTok has caused people to dance. <laughs> Silly dance. And if you're a kid, that's, you're, you do that. You're a kid. All right. That's what you do. You're yeah. 12 years old. You're supposed to have fun. You're supposed to be innocent and enjoying your life in that way. But if you're an adult and you're dancing around and there's like this war going on and the Great Barrier Reef is bleached and there's like wildfires and you're like, gotta get this dance perfect. It's like, unless you're a professional dancer, why are you doing that? What's going on? Do you want to get like likes? What is it? What does the likes do? You get, then a shampoo company is like, we're going to give you $7,500 and you're going to tell the world that you love this shampoo and you're like, I made I made it. It's so strange. It and is so strange. many people are doing that. So many people, thousands and thousands of people. How many Instagram users are there? 100, 200 million? You know what I mean? How many? There's so many people on Instagram. Even if 1% of Instagram was doing that, that's still 2 million people. So even if it's half a percent of that, you have a million human beings dancing around trying to get everyone's attention like a dog at the dog park who's in heat like doesn't make any sense no i definitely feel the same the was same way that was a good rant that was thank good you, man you, you had a lot of good points and thank i, I pretty much <laughs> pretty much agree with everyone you're totally right though dude and like i i agree with the age thing something i do want to kind of add like a little asterisk is i also really like like I don't have TikTok. I kind of start when I sure. first started the podcast out. I was putting clips on there, and then I got shadow banned, and I was like, "This isn't fucking oh. worth. This isn't worth making all these extra clips if no one's gonna watch them." Sure. So I just fucking deleted it off my phone. I just mm -hmm. watched it on my girlfriend. But I really like when like 
the young kids get their like grandma yeah, or man. something to do it. I like that. That's you know, fine. but like people like our age, I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not looking for 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. I want some longevity in yeah. my career. Yeah, and you're you doing know? this for because you enjoy it too. Like it's, yeah. as a caveat, like when they're kids doing it and they're having fun, great. If it's like parents exploiting their kids and getting them to do all this shit, then that's horrible. It should mm. be a crime, mm. honestly. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I know. Not a big, uh, not a big TikTok tag. What about what about like when it comes to? I mean, I've seen like you post a lot of like your 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 family and your, yeah, like, yeah. your pets and like weird mm-hmm. other weird kind of like meme photos. Like what are what are like your other pet peeves when it comes to like social or even like just in general pet peeves pet like peeves? stand-up oh, comedy maybe people on stage like up until recently like one of my pet peeves was. People busting out notes on stage. Fair enough. And I'm and I'm new, man. I don't know a lot of the things. I'm still navigating a lot of new waters and stuff, so I'm figuring things out. I think the notes thing depends on the show. If it's a professional show okay. and you're not going to want to do that, maybe. But also, I think it depends on how the comedian handles it. If you're flum, if you're you know flummoxed and you're looking through your notes, or you're like half-assing it and you're like, eh, let me check, like. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're if you look and say, and you're having a great set and you need to look something up and you're like and you address it and you get a laugh that you're looking at the note, mm-hmm. then sure, I, I mean that's probably fine. But again, it's generally not something that you're gonna want to do. Yeah, like okay, so the vi- very it, first time I ever did it was about a month ago, and I hadn't performed mm-hmm. in two months. Sure, and I had a bit of new material, and I just wanted to make sure I got through it to see how people would. You yeah, know, man. respond to it, and so I busted, and I did kind of what you did. I was like, ah, you know, and I kind of yeah. If you're doing again, it's about how you handle it, and yeah. like I think that it's it also depends on the show and depends on how you're doing. If I if you're like eating shit, yeah. and then you're like, give me a one, let me just go to my notes here. You'd be like, <laughs> the sh- the ship is like, <laughs> it's on fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? The notes. Yeah. You're not gonna revive yourself with like a little ditty that you wrote down, all hammered. Like nobody, you know. But if you're doing well, and you're like, oh, fuck, I really want to say this thing, but I forget what it is, and you go over and you're like, oh, it's this. Oh, okay, boom, boom, boom. Then that's probably fine. And again, depends on the show. Mm-hmm. You, it, for somebody who's, you know, at an actual comedy show, like, and they've paid much big money or reasonable money for a ticket, and it's their night out, like on a Saturday, they're not going to... If they're going to expect a level of professionalism, absolutely, right? Yeah. So, but again, I've seen it happen in any in every scenario. So whatever. There, no, this I is don't the plan on doing it a lot. It was just kind of that. The thing specific about comedy is it's a bit of a it's it's so um, you know it's obviously subjective, but it's like it's happening so fast. Everyone's paying such close attention to what you're doing. You're the only person on stage. Everybody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. So every mannerism that you do, every gesture, how you interact with the notebook is going to give a reaction so it's really just about that it's like you know but yeah if you're at like a proper show you know hopefully you're doing the jokes that you remember that you know are good and you don't and you do all the stuff that you know that's good that you're going to do well with your best stuff if you need to do that and then you have the one in the back of your head where you're like okay if i do joke one two three that i know are good then maybe i'm going to splash in this new thing that I thought of when I was hammered eating a taquito at three in the morning. And if that goes well, great, I'll build on it. If not, then I'll go back to, to four, five, six that I know are good again. Mm. So it's like kind of like, 
Well, there's different ways to do it. So what are your your like pet peeves? With comedy, yeah. um, I really dislike when people um, when they shit on the room in one way or another. Mm. This place is weird. What are there cobwebs? And you're like, we're at a venue that somebody owns that has let us do this there. This person is also an independent business person like yourself. They are trying to make money at their establishment. And then you have the audacity to, like, announce on a microphone that their place is shit. That just means it's your job as a comedian to entertain people and make them laugh. Right. If you're saying that out loud, that means you're trying to generate a laugh from this place that you are also at being shit. So it just doesn't make sense. Um, I also like when don't like when people... Uh, just, I get an Irish goodbye, and that's fine. You can Irish goodbye, but I think it's important to... What's an Irish goodbye? Just you leave. You do your set and go. Okay. If you bomb, go, whatever. But, like, you should if always... you bomb, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should always thank the person who's putting the show on. Be polite, because it's just a professional thing to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody leaves, and then they message them after on Instagram. I don't know. But I try to be, you know... This person it probably messaged you, or maybe, and you went there, and they're maybe going to even pay you. So just, you know, be like, hey, great show. Thanks for having me. Very simple to do. But I think that there's, again, this speaks to certain people feeling entitled. And, mm-hmm. like, the, I, me being up, up on this stage is my right, and I'm amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go, because i got other shit to do. Like, just be a little nice to, and polite to people. goes a long way. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, depending, you know, where it is and what kind of show it is, like, and I'm not a big drinker, but I always try to buy yeah, something. Man. I've had plenty of real shit food just to support and the, if you the can, place that And if I'm you at. can do that, that's great. If not, you know, at least when you're up on stage, don't shit on the place. Right. You know? Right. And also... What about crowds? What about, like, when, like, comedians shit on crowds? That, it depends on what's going on. Yeah. If the crowd is... Sometimes when you do that, it's to kind of level people up and get them maybe to listen or I've, and again, it's so, it's so subjective and it's happening so quickly that like, depending on what you say, who you say it to, and when you say it, you get a completely different reaction if you're talking to the crowd. Like if they're being blah, 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 because the person before you like totally drained the energy from the room, I would shit on that comic, but I would be like, you know, address something like that, but if people are being rude, I don't know, you also have to toe the line, because if you start shitting on people in the wrong way, then you're gonna, they're, they're gonna go against you, right? Mm -hmm. So, you kind of have to draw, you know, draw that out if you're gonna go there in the right way. Um, You can totally shit on the audience if they deserve it, but just know that if you do that, you have to do it. You... Some I've seen people do it and totally shipwreck their own set because mm-hmm. they felt like doing that. And if that's what you want to do, that's just your set, it's your time. But I've seen people shit on the audience, and as soon as they say it, the whole audience laughs because what you're doing is you're addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah, we've been a little quiet and we've been a little restless throughout this show because we're not feeling that, that hot about the show. Mm. If you address that... Then they go, ha, oh, this guy sees what we're going through. Then you might get them on your side. So, again, it's how you say it and, and when. 
yeah, that's kind of what I'm learning now, like hosting like my own shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a it's been really helpful and I've been enjoying it. But yeah, learning a lot of just like dealing with the crowd and yeah, like especially your own, like you je- you you obviously yeah. want people to come back. Even when other comedians are tearing people up, like I've come out come out after uh <laughs> Brovo like ate some oh, yeah. people up when he was on stage and I just came out and I like gave the guy a hug I've given people like high yeah, fives been like hey man sorry about that you know yeah, like, just you, you, like, you have to address that as a host because made if you something don't, funny of it you know what you're doing is you're softening all that stuff up right you're if the audience is a little tense after something like that you can soften it up because you're also a, a, addressing it and you're agreeing with the audience oh that was a little that was a little harsh Oof. let's uh yeah, I love Robo, and I was in the oh, back yeah, like, watching, and I thought it was funny, but I also knew, like, oh, I got, like... Yeah, you yeah. have to address that. <laughs> and, again, that's that's true. Yeah, that's a big part of it. So who would you say, like, when you... Who would you say your influences are? Mm-hmm. And also, do you think those same influences, like, are what inspire you? Are your influences and inspiration coming from different sources it's strange because if i mean like if you're talking about stand-up influences yeah yeah um like yeah as a comedian i never at stand-up i never really watched that much when i was a kid like when you're when you're like 10 years old you watch eddie murphy like because he's in a red jumpsuit and he's swearing and you're like oh my god i've never heard swears like that but you don't know what he's saying yeah um and after that i didn't really do a lot of i wasn't that not that I didn't like it, I just didn't... I watched other things. Like, I had other things going on. Sports and everything else. So I was often inspired to do stand-up um, by my friends, really. Not because they told me I should. Some people used to. But more just because we would laugh so much and have so much fun that I would try to... I would just be like, this is great. I love picking up on different people's senses of humor and their nuances and whether it's a character or it's just the their verbiage like all these types of things you i would always absorb that stuff and i would really enjoy it and i found that if i was going to be inspired by anything it would be how funny the people around me were and how much i wanted to make them laugh and impress them with something i was saying whether that's around like a campfire or like eventually on stage so but if i had a i suppose if i had a comic um like inspiration it would probably be john candy i used to really love john candy i thought that he was such a funny funny man like he's such a good character actor he's really quite quite funny um his comedic timing and everything and we can make people laugh but he was also such a sweet person he was kind to people i met when i was a kid we were in grade six and he was filming canadian bacon up the street Nice. From our school. That's so the only idea. time I ever skipped class up until that time in my life was to go and see him. And then like 12 of us went, like a bunch of kids in the class. We all went to see John Candy because he was literally up the street. And it was so exciting. And he came out and we were all, and he was this big, larger than life, like total, like huge. I don't know. He just admitted this awesome, positive energy. And all the kids ran up to him, and we all like, gave him a big group hug, and he was so happy. That's I remember him smiling, amazing, dude. and he signed everybody's autograph, and he was such a friendly person. And like he was genuinely, he wasn't like, 
going through the motions. Mm-hmm. He was like, like he oh, was like, some kids. I, I love this person. I love this. This yeah. is amazing. I'm so happy that my life lets these things happen where kids run up to me and hug me. <laughs> you know, he was in, he was in heaven. And also, Norm from Cheers was there, who was in that movie as well. Yeah. And he was a total curmudgeon, and he didn't yeah, say nothing. Eh? But I think he was probably jealous because all the kids were like John Candy, and he's just like, uh, I sat on a bar, sat on a bar stool in the '80s, and I said like <coughs> four lines an episode that were like funny, and people were like, you know, get a laugh track. Where John Candy is this like larger than life dude, and again, this Norm from Cheers, nobody even knows his name. <laughs> yeah, we're calling him Norm from Cheers. Yeah, probably John that. something. Yeah, you know John whatever. <laughs> John whatever is like again a very good actor and probably a pretty decent comedic actor in his own right. And he's totally getting outshined by John Candy with these kids, and I think that speaks to him. And I try to be that kind of person as much as I can, uh, just be friendly. You know what I mean? It's just it's so much easier. Nice to relax. I, I, guess, anyway. I guess we'll try out these candies, dude. Oh, so I bro. get this this uh this, is great. this monthly subscription box called Tokyo Treat. They haven't oh, sponsored me yet, but That's I'm incredible. trying. And they're all these snacks from Japan. You can cool. pick one. I'll pick one. Well, we can. I don't want to open. Why don't we open one and then we can split it? I don't well, we can we can stuff. split both of them, bro. You pick. Well, we'll split both okay. of them. Try both of them out. These are cool, man. Get this popcorn. <laughs> Look at this. And and it doesn't really say. Like yeah, I mean, it says if English you know, on if you it, know but Japanese, I, it will definitely say what it this is. This book has all the details, bro. Cool, man. Yeah, man. Oh, look at this thing. The turtle. Oh, neat. Are you more of like a sweet or savory ah, snack I, guy? To be honest, I like both. All right. Look do, at do these. You, do you smoke pot? Okay. Occasionally, yeah. Occasionally, okay. All right. What is on this popcorn? I'm going to take this mystery one. I have no idea what it is. All right. Let's find it on here. I got this it. Will, this will be good. These classic, uh, the dip, dip ones. This? So this is oh, some Jesus. kimchi flavor dondon yaki. Sold. I butcher this shit all the That's time. Fine. Don don like yaki. I am white. You know, you're doing your best. It's probably similar to what, I mean, that's, that has to be don don yaki. Yeah. I mean. I don't yeah. know. It's got to be. Boom. Looks great. I, also, right. the packaging is really cool. Check her out. And then, what kind of this is? Should I open it? Yeah, go ahead, man. Mike popcorn shrimp salt. Oh, popcorn shrimp. Not. Shrimp? It's yeah, it's popcorn. I think shrimp salt flavor. That's what I'm getting. Can't be bad. I'm not a seafood guy, man. Oh, you don't. You're big you on don't, seafood. Do you not eat it, or are you allergic, or you just don't eat it? Okay, so the story is. I'm like, fine I was, with people that don't. I mean, I, there's a lot of plastic and mercury in those fish for sure. Like I was raised in. Uh, in foster homes. Okay. And so somewhere along the line, it was passed along that I was allergic to seafood. So oh. like my whole life, I was told I couldn't eat it. And Brutal. I had this, this attachment and this smell. I couldn't yeah, get yeah. over it. And then when I was like, you know, around 20, I got an allergy test. And I wasn't. <laughs> but the damage had been done. I tried sure. a few things. But what about, like, will you do fish and chips? Okay, that's, so... That's the best way to start. It I depends. Think. When I was in B.C., my family got me to try, like we were at a restaurant, and they just got me to try a little bit of my cousin's fish. Sure. And just because of how fresh it was, it didn't really have the oceany taste. The problem yeah, for man, me is... Yeah, that's probably... That's how it should be. If you have the... If it tastes like fishy, in other words, it's probably not the best. We like, really just want it to... Oh, I like those. 
They're good. Kimchi flavored is nice. Not bad. I'm not a big kimchi kimchi fan. Oh, sometimes, like depending how you know. Sometimes you like ramen need, or whatever. If you need to clear it out, eh? <laughs> kimchi. Oh, all right. Get, yeah. All right. I'm gonna try the popcorn. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't like fish, you might not. I gotta try it though. Yeah, that's true. So right, man. Like when I was in culinary school and shit, like my like nine to five as a chef. Cool. And I went to culinary school and like even. Even there, I, like, I, my diet is, I was a vegetarian for a bit, but mm -hmm. now I eat just, like, chicken. That's the only meat I eat. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't really be, if you actually take a look at how bad beef is for the environment, we probably shouldn't eat it at all. But, like, in culinary school, I, the point I'm trying to make is I just tried a bunch of shit that I would never eat just because I, I wanted to know. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, Definitely. It's very heavily encouraged to try everything that you make, you know? Mm -hmm. At least there. What do you think well, of that? Yeah, like, oh, well, let me try one of these here. Oh, you didn't try it yet? I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Why am I looking at the back like a Definitely not my yet. thing. <laughs> do you speak any other language? No. No. I went to school to be taught French for what? What did we get taught? Not grade four to nine? Yeah. They didn't yeah. teach us a fucking thing. I am French. I ain't taking any of that shit. Can you speak French? No. No. <laughs> My last name's like Gonneau, though. It's like I'm French, Canadian, and Italian. Mm, and I just... That is yours, brother. Oh, I'll take it. That's all yours. Not a fan of that popcorn. But these are pretty good. Those are good. All right, dude. I guess we can go through our uh, our top five five. Okay, cool. What do you want to start with? Mm, I'll try to maybe be SNL ca uh, characters. Cast member, sorry. It's a good one. Do you want to start? Yeah, okay. Are you going to do yours and then mine? Or do you, I just do? You can know. We'll, we'll both do them. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, personally, I would say my favorite would be Phil Hartman. I think mm. he's amazing. He's amazing. Very brilliant guy. Um, yeah. They've really run the gamut of famous comedians. You could say so many people. Yeah. Then I would say Will Ferrell. Okay. Um, then Tina Fey. Um, Love her. She's so funny, man. Yeah, man. She's very, very funny. Great writer, too. Not just like, yeah. Great writer is almost an understatement for how good. Anyway, she can kind of do it all. Then um, Norm McDonald, for sure. Yeah. You'd have to include him. Um, oh, my fifth, fifth one. I don't know. It would be it would be hard. Let's say Jim Brewer. Oh, because the goat. What did he goat boy? Is was that he? Goat boy? Oh my god! Yeah, just for goat boy. Okay, okay. Brewer's really funny too. Like his stand up as well. I enjoy I'm him. Not, he's very wholesome. He's a wholesome comedian. I, I'm not like sure that. if he's doing good or if he's a mess right now. I don't know. I feel like he could be a mess. But I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about like per like in his like. His last name is Brewer. It's tricky. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. My number one, Chris mm -hmm. Farley. Oh, fuck. I forgot. I think gone before his time. Man, it's okay. Phil Hartman almost made my list, but I had to, I had to give him the boot. Um, Fair enough. Will Ferrell's my number two. Mm -hmm. Maya Rudolph is my three. And, like, man, mm -hmm. like, in her age, like, Tina Fey is, like, right there along with her. Sure. Amy Poehler is really close as well. I could have put Amy Poehler in the top five for sure. Um, then I'm going Tracy Morgan, number four. Oh, Tracy. Shit. And Norm MacDonald, I mean? number five. This is the thing about is SNL, is that 
You could make a similar... Your top five stand-up comedian list could be the same as the SNL. It's very true, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do... Let's do cars. And I'll start. Admittedly, are you a super big car guy? I know a lot about them, but I don't know the ins and outs of the mechanics and whatnot. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm not... Super into them. A lot of my opinions are just based on like how they look. Yeah, and how most they of sound. the time, I'm not going to be like no. this car sucks because it only has a 3.2 liter. Yeah, yeah, I definitely blah, don't blah, know blah, anything like, like that. I know so. enough about them, but I kind of like yeah, it's all about how they look. I, I, I've always been a fan of like those long boat cars. Oh, you yeah. know, maybe like tinted black. You know, and just like just done up really nice. Mm-hmm. And I think the the best of those is the Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I had my aunt Margaret had one like oh. back in the day. Yeah, Badass. it wasn't done up like that, but Still. it was that car, that's and cool. it was like white, and They're it was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one. I'm going. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this Mazda three. Okay. The one with the hatchback, Simple. like the off road. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a classic car. I like it, man. If, that, if anything, like. I would love for that to be my first car. Oh. I can't imagine that they're too expensive anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Ford Mustangs, my number three. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm not going with, like, any years. I don't know. Oh, be like, oh, 67 was the best mm-hmm. year in the Mustang. I'm just saying, in general, the, the Mustang, you like, a Mustang, like, throughout the year. You're a Mustang yeah. guy. That's cool. Then uh, we're going to go Beetle. Oh, Volks- Beetle. The Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. yeah. I always kind of had, like, if I ever got, like, money and was able to buy, like, a bunch of cars... I would soup up a Beetle with, like, monster yes. truck wheels. <laughs> like, big ones, dude. That would be cool. Yeah, I just always <laughs> thought that would look cool. And, like, the old one with, like, the trunk in the front. Yeah. I would want that. I the prefer classic. that. Mm-hmm. And then Dodge Charger's my number five. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I would probably say my number one favorite car is, uh, there's a BMW M5. And it was in, like, the early 2000s with an E39 edition. That car's beautiful, and it's like, it's got a manual transmission, but it's got five seats and 400 horsepower, and it's like, it's just like a quintessential, like, late 90s design. It's all, like, kind of not boxy, like, the perfect amount of boxy, but not boxy. I love that car. Um, then I would say, oh, man, you gotta go with, I probably have to go with a, um... Um, then Aston Martin, they have one, it's like a V12, a V12, the one with the V12, and then another car with a V12, seven, a 760 BMW V12, with a 12, the big V12 engine, motherfucker, that one, and then, um, strangely, like, I guess they're all, like, kind of sport cars, um, then I would go, honestly, with, I don't know, probably a, a 93 Subaru Legacy, because that was my first car. Okay. It's just a cool car. It's odd that I actually know what that car looks like. Like no, I, good car, I do right? know that car. Yeah. That thing went through the ringer, and it was, it was like, totally fine. And then I would go with um, probably a Toyota 4Runner. I love 4Runners. Doug, you're a Mustang guy. I've always loved 4Runners, whether they're like... You know, the earliest ones, um, up until the current ones, are really nice SUV. It was kind of like an SUV before an SUV was even around. Mm. They kind of, like, 
pioneered that almost in a way. Because those old forerunners, other than maybe them and like Jeep, were the two. They're kind of like, they were designed for, you know, not the city streets. Yeah. I used to really, cool. when I was like younger, and I still kind of do, I all I like my top those Jeeps you could take the doors off of. I don't know exactly what they're called. I think it's either a TJ or a YJ. Yeah, I always, I always, those are cool. like those. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's do comedians. Let's do comedians, that. Comedians, like stand-up comedians. Yeah, sure. Any of them from SNL? Is that what you were getting at yeah, before? No, but the the number one for me, I think it's probably. I mean, who knows? But for a lot of people, it would be Richard Pryor. I think that he is. He was brilliant, man. He was brilliant. If you watch his stuff, he's so in control. Um, and he's he's really good. Like, there's nobody who's been able to paint a picture of a scene, of specific moment in time. This guy's painting this picture and telling you this story. Every intricate detail that he's saying, the way he's saying it, his inflections, he was like a master of expressing himself in that way. And I don't, there's not that many people who can do that. It's such a unique thing that he was able to do. I don't know if it's unique. Other people can do it, but like he was so good at that. Um, so Richard Pryor, for sure. Um, I'm a big fan of... Uh, Nate Bargazi, especially his earlier stuff. I don't mm-hmm. haven't to be fair. I haven't seen a lot of his newer material, but I really loved his delivery. It was so just dry and witty, like observationally witty. He was really really funny. Um, oh God, I like. She's a used to be. I don't. She's local, but her, Deborah D. Giovanni. Oh yes, I do know her. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she's I know her. She makes me laugh so hard. So, 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 so hard. That woman is incredibly funny. Um, then I would probably say another guy who's local, uh, Tim Gilbert. Who? Oh, I don't know him. He was always a fixture, but he has been in and out lately. I haven't seen him that much in the last few years, but he, his ability to make me laugh was really, yeah, like he would kill me. He would just kill me, that guy. He was so, so funny. Um, and then... Five would be... Oh, it's tricky. There's so many out there that I really like, and I'm trying to think about who... Honestly, I just picked Bernie Mac, because... Okay, all right. Bernie Mac... That's a good... The decision. same... when the There's this one... I think it was a Def Comedy Jam special, where he comes out, and... He just owns these people. Like, he's just totally there in his hand. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with them. And he's he's just incredible performance. You know what? I think I know the exact performance you're talking about. And they were eating the comics up before. Yeah, he said something. He kept saying, um, you don't know me, motherfuckers. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. They were being just, real rough on the comedians mm-hmm. prior. And, and he, he came just, on and just ate them. He came up and owned it. It's so hard to do that, and he was just—he's so funny. Yeah, and I've seen you that. could put—it's hard for me to not put Tracy Morgan actually in that too, because I'm just thinking about people who have made. I would take out Nate Bargatze mm-hmm. and put Tracy Morgan. Okay. Because Tracy Morgan has made me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, he's good, man. He's really good. like it's hard. I've done. I, I'm not a cheap laugher. 
So to get me to laugh properly takes a lot, and that guy just fucking kills me. So yeah, those are them. Right. I don't remember top Richard Pryor, Tracy Morgan, Deborah D. Giovanni, um, Bernie Mac, and I can't even remember the fifth one. So right, you said them. They're, They're on, on there. Yeah, they're my recorded. Brain, my brain's not. <laughs> you did say five though. I, did. I know you did. I yeah, said yeah, six. <laughs> Actually, yeah. All right, I'll go through my quick. I've done them a few times. We're, our lists are significantly different, but I do like all the people on your list. There's hard. so many. There's a lot. Exactly, of man. That's it. I could do like a top forty, and He's, all of yeah, them would be for sure. fucking solid. You know, definitely. Um, yeah, like I big fan of stand up even before I was doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a fan first. I would okay. say. Okay, so Rogan, my number mm-hmm. one, catching a lot of heat right now. Uh, Chappelle, Chappelle, number two. Um, number three is more of a local guy, Mark Ford. Mark you know Ford. Who he is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him, man. And then we're going Carlin, number four. Oh, Carlin. And George Carlin. Bill Burr's my number five. Bill Burr. I'm really, uh, Theo Vaughn is someone that's really come up. I also want to do honorable mention to Hedberg because, like, he, I mean, oh, another guy. arguably Jeez. Hedberg and Rodney Dangerfield are, you know, my favorite one liner comedians. Those are know? two amazing. I mean, it's hard to pick. Those are two really good ones. Right. Um, there's a few others. There's what's his name? Who uh, he puts on a weird voice. He's got like a weird high pitched voice. Neil does. Brennan? No, he's no. older. Anyway, there's so many. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. fuck, Mitch Hedberg, uh, yeah, one-liner king. Just another one that was gone, like... And yeah. again, it, it, it's his delivery, his persona is also part of his, like, appeal. It's, again, mm-hmm. it's all, it goes to show you how it's not, it's what you say, but also how you say it. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's like, you know, Eddie Murphy comes out and he's telling all these jokes but he's got all this energy and pop and he's making you laugh and he's dressed in all red like it's like the same thing Mitch Hedberg comes out and he's got he's this droll and he's like times out his jokes perfectly but he's got glasses on and long hair total hippie yeah what he's saying he looks like what he should be saying is what he's saying (laughs) yeah yeah, it's so true same thing with Eddie Murphy absolutely yeah they're polar opposite yeah Fucking so of a key. Oh my god! I just and there's one video. It's not like an official release, but he did like a two hour set at some university where he goes through like every joke he ever had, dude. And it's so good. Yeah, man, he's it's amazing. so good. Oh, Norm! I could have put Norm. In <sighs> yeah, I mean, come on, another guy. All right, let's do. Um, let's go do animals, man. Animals. This, this is, is kind cool of one. a cool one. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah. There's so many cool animals out there. But I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I have to deter- I have to take out insects because they're cool, but I can't r- like ride them or pet them. <laughs> okay. So I can't. They can't be in my top five if I can't ride it or pet it. In a world where you could actually do that, number one animal is hippo for sure. Hippo. Okay. Unquestionable, the hippo. Why always, the hippo? It'll always What's... be a number one because they're co- they're huge. Yeah. They're like there's so many weird, interesting facts about them. They have like. When they get cut, they have this weird, I can't even remember the color, but it's like, it's not their blood that comes out. It's like, they excrete this weird, like, fluid that helps heal them. 
They're fucking cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, look it up. I might not be describing it properly, but there's something to that effect. They're also big fat. Like, it looks like a cloud and a marshmallow, like, had a baby. But it has this giant murder mouth. They kill people and they kill other animals. So, like, but they don't eat them. They're like, they just eat, like, oh, salad's enough for me. You know, I'm cool. But if you get anywhere near me, I'm going to bite you in half, yeah. you piece of shit. <laughs> like, the attitude to be like, well, I'm just over here. I'm all fat. I'm chilling. I'm going to eat some of this grass under the water. I'm in my pod with my friends. If you come anywhere near us at all, we're going to <laughs> fucking kill you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man. That's a cool attitude. Yeah. Um, then I would say... Oh, man. I would say, like... Um, I really like penguins. I like penguins. They're so funny. They are just weird. Like, Did you see Penguin Town? I was. I want to see it. Oh. I, I, there's this actually. Pretty there's decent. one. One where they show the penguins like how they have to like go through hell. They're in Antarctica and they have to. The babies are under their feet. And they have to stay like this. It's minus eighty, and they're like that for their babies. Yeah. And then they like jump off this cliff. It's fucked. The penguin life is not an easy one. It's no. not all it's cracked up to be. Um, that is that. I would say um, a, a Komodo or I'm gonna go with a blue tongue skink. I was thinking about Komodo dragon because they're crazy, but a blue tongue tongue skink is like this big, and it's like a fat like fat flat lizard with a blue tongue. <laughs> it's so funny, right? I just think that's cool as hell that that exists. Um, then I would go with, I'm going to go with, like, a killer whale, an orca. Okay. They are crazy. They are just crazy. They hunt moose. They kill moose. They kill anything. And they're smart. They, like, tip the seals off the icebergs. Like, they're vicious. But then you look at them, and they're like, we're just, we're innocent. We're big, we're like a big dolphin. Don't worry about me. But then they'll eat everything. It's kind of like the same mentality as a hippo. In that way, they have that attitude about them where they're like, they look cool, but they're also total murdering psychopath yeah. animal, which I kind of think is interesting. And then um, the last one is um, uh, grizzly bear. I love grizzly bears. They're cool. Grizzly bears are cool because they love to eat everything they'll like go and eat your food in your tent they'll eat garbage <laughs> they love to eat berries they hibernate for six months of the year they just go into a den and they sleep like what other animal does that it's fucking nuts what are you a turtle like they just go away they're like nah <laughs> winter so they the winter's coming and they eat a bunch of food to get fat and then they go to bed the whole winter it's the best thing of all time so smart and they have crazy claws and they can run faster than Usain Bolt. Oh, crazy. Climb trees like a mother, too. It's crazy to me that that animal, same with a hippo, are, like, so fast. They're so... that Usain Bolt, fastest person in the world. If you gave him a 50-meter head start, 50-meter head start, so halfway, the, and the grizzly's at the start line, Usain Bolt's halfway down the fucking thing, before Usain got to the 100-meter, the bear would catch Usain Bolt. That is fucking fast. And it's this huge animal massive, that eats yeah. berries and like I don't know. That's Have you ever seen what they look like without their fur? 
No, I, I'd probably... They look a lot like dogs, man. Like, I wonder if there's some sort of, like, you know, branch of, you know, the canine... There's got to be something I'm in curious. there. We've, they're, they're all the same really kind of genus, I guess. Yeah, they're huge <clears throat> motherfuckers. A grizzly bear and a hippo. Is that five? Yeah, that's five. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going with cats. And I mean, like, not just, like, you know, my cats. I mean, like, I like tigers... I sure. like lions. I like oh, yeah. all. I like all of them. You know, mm, jaguars. Jaguars, yeah, man. Panthers. Cheetahs, yeah, mm-hmm. all that shit. I'm gonna go with dogs. My number two. Oh, yeah, These are sure. like you know household. My my yeah. thing is too like, you like uh, like you were saying um, about animals and uh, insects and stuff like that. It's like that's how I like if I can't snuggle with with yeah. you know I, I don't even want like fish you can't who owns fish if you want to have your favorite animal as a beetle that's fine but it's like you can't <laughs> the beetle's not going to show you any affection yeah that's what I'm saying it's a beetle uh, penguins on my list too there number three they're great yeah they're very very interesting uh, creatures <laughs> I want to go with monkeys for my number four oh monkey yeah like it was like monkeys or like that whole like chimpanzees and gorillas, like all all that. Remember the chimp stuff. that ate that lady's face? That was I fucked up. I don't remember that. Oh, don't look. I remember up. that the one don't. that got was in IKEA, or there was like a monkey. Yeah, the in IKEA, IKEA monkey. I remember that. Yeah. Simpler times. No, the chimp, the <laughs> chimp ate a woman's face. That's wild. Yeah. It was like when her she pet. She was on Oprah. Was it her pet? It was her friend's pet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know friend. if I'd have one as a pet. But... Some friend, eh? Yeah. Right. Um, and then it was. It was between this or eagles, and I went with owls because I thought, like, I'm, owl. I'm yeah. more like an owl. I was like, if, if stand-up comedians are any animals, they're fucking owls. Yeah, you know? I can see that. Um, just a really interesting... They spin their heads around like the exorcist. <laughs> yeah, I did, like, when I was young, I, I think my love for owls kind of came from dissecting an owl pellet. Oh, and, like, yeah. I learned, all I did, the, like, a, the stuff in there, we did yeah, that, man. too. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you see all the little bones in there and everything? All yeah, in there, all like whole poop. bones. Yeah, yeah, it was, mm. it was wild. Yeah, they're cool. And I guess we'll end on superheroes, sir. Mm-hmm. I can go through mine first. Yeah, okay. Um, Batman's my number one. Just oh, saw that. Dude. Yeah, well. That's phenomenal. I'll go see it, see it if you I haven't will, seen I will. it yet. I will. Um, Ninja Turtles. Okay, number Ninja two. Turtles, yeah. Do you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? Raphael. Interesting. Not a lot of people go Raph. I, I like because he like because he's sarcastic. I used to be a Leonardo guy, just because I like the blue. I guess probably because I was a dumb kid who liked blue as a color. But um, Michelangelo probably is just because he's like he loves pizza and he's like he's the, fun seems one. the most laid back yeah. guy. Yeah. Didn't he have the nunchucks? Didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. I am going... Where was I? Ninja Turtles. Red Hood's my number three. Oh, cool. Arsenal's my number four. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man's my number five. Spider-Man's a classic. Yeah. Um, okay. I will go with... Can you do, like, all different worlds? Like, could I say, like, um... Like, um... Megatron? Like... Oh, dude, absolutely. I've had, had people say, like, their parents are, like, athletes or, oh, like, wrestlers yeah, you can't and say shit. That. That's not right. You can do whatever you want, man. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, no, Megatron is crazy and cool. And of all the Transformers, like, would turn into cars and jets, this guy turns into a gun. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, crazy, you know? And now they're bringing in for the live-action movies. I mean, I haven't watched the last couple ones. I watched the... I liked the first two. 
Mm-hmm. But now they're bringing in, like, uh, they're going the Beast Wars oh, cool. route. So we'll I see how that goes. Yeah, so Megatron, if I had to pick one Transformer, I could pick a few. I like him. Yeah. Wolverine, huge, nope. huge Wolverine guy. Is that me? Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just talking about something else. Their watch, and um, yeah, Wolverine. Um, then I would say, um, I would say Thanos. Is it Thanos or Thanos? I mean, I man. love that dude, man. Tomato, you know, tomato. He's a yeah, Thanos he just kills everybody, but he's got like this, like he's like, no, it's good what I'm doing. You have to understand if you got if you understood that what I was doing was good. It's just he's a cool character. I like I like yeah, him. Yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah, layers. Um, yeah, I like. Um, I also like Magneto a lot. Magneto is really really cool. And um, hmm, the f- there's so many that you could pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you really could pick so many. I would probably go with. I I liked Gambit. I thought Gambit okay. was cool. Gambit was. They should make a Gambit movie, no? They should, man. He was they like should. a pretty main character, and because I used to watch that X Men live action on Saturday like crazy. Yeah. And he was featured pretty heavily in those ones, and like he was, he just seemed like a cool character. He's like from like the Bayou, I think. Yeah, I think with the X Men, like the whole X Men franchise is like they're kind of in limbo right now, figuring out what to do with that. But mm. I would love for. They could always br- Gambit to do get, something there. You know, some spotlight. They've done a lot of them to death, but there's still some room to play in there. They should do Gambit a- hasn't really been done. He was he no. was in I think like maybe one or two of them, but his character was fairly lame, I think. They should find the, the they should do a villain origin story. Like just the evilest dude. Like not even Magneto, somebody worse than him. Well they did know. the joke something like Joker. Did you see Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that? I thought it was good. He's a very good... I thought it was um, an interesting take on it, too. Yeah. Just the way it was shot and everything was, was cool. That's that's and what I would say about... Very, it was like raw. It was raw, if I could use a word to describe it. No, know? that's that's fair. It was cut back. It's kind of like, one of those you don't want to see a part two. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, pomp to it and big set dressing and all this. You know, it was kind of just stripped away and it was like, here's the trial of this and tribulations of this crazy guy. And here's how he becomes crazy. I thought the simplicity of it was kind of what made it, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of what I really liked about the Batman. It was it was a very fresh, it's like, live-action take. Like, mm-hmm. this is very much from, like, Detective Comics yeah. Batman, where yeah. he's... This is, like, year two Batman, so, mm-hmm. you know, he's still figuring out who he is, and I just love the take. It's a very kind of, like, thriller, horror... Yeah kind of like vibe and mm-hmm. I don't know Batman I mean they're all, they've always had like a dark tone but they've never really felt like this I like okay. it and cool. that song Ave Maria yeah you'll never hear the same again oh, after really? this movie okay. yeah okay cool yeah man but I think so we're out of here brother you can tell these people where to get at you and yeah uh, man um, well I, I do a lot of Instagram stuff mainly it's my social media of choice you can follow me at shirt underscore Gordon um I'm doing lots of live shows now that it's back. Uh, I got your show on April 3rd. Hell yeah. Which is going to be great. I'm excited to do that. Wait, April 3rd? Is it the 3rd? Maybe it's not. I think it's the 2nd. Sorry, the 2nd. I think it's the 2nd. Yes, headlining. That's going to be dope. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, man, lots of live shows to come as things open up and and we get back at it. So yeah, check me out on Instagram if you want to follow me and hope everybody has a good day.
Hey, man. Like always, this podcast is brought to you by Neon Light District. Hit them up. Use code PILLOTALK to save 10%. And by The Great North Apparel. Hit them up. Use code PILLOTALK to save 30%. Really appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you. Go get your tickets to the monthly show. Go get your tickets to Laugh And we'll see you in two weeks, guys. Peace the fuck out. Take care.